Welcome back. This is the Technical Foul Podcast. We got Tony in the building. What's up? Ben. What's up? What's up? Kenobi. And we got here. Um, What's your name? You forgot? Um, I go by many names, but we're just going to keep it on a first name basis. My name is Raz. Razesh. We got Razesh some exciting. Kutupali uh, from Razesh. the. the uh, Big Bang Theory? Yes. Uh, I played an extra on Black Panther. I don't know if you guys saw me. Oh, let's get to that. <laughs> we'll wait for that. We'll wait for that. Um, man, we got some exciting things coming up. We just had All-Star Weekend. What you guys think about that briefly? We missed our first thing. Let's uh, address the elephant in the room, which is Ooh, uh, elephant. we Speaking messed of... up our perfect record so far. Oh. And we missed two weeks. Oh, Iron Man. Oh. Iron Man track. I'll, so, I'll take the blame on that one. Busy, busy with basketball. I had a game on Tuesday night, so usually recording night. Yeah, the week before, I don't remember what that was. I don't know. I think someone, I can't, I can't remember. Oh, it was Valentine's Day. It was Valentine's. It was two weeks ago. Priorities, yeah. Yeah, priorities. Yeah. Oh, Ben had a work party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got to take that one, too. Yeah, he's got to take that one. Ben had a game and then a work party. Yeah, so Ben's got to take the claim. I did not want to attend. Don't let me get started on how drunk some people were. That lets you know where our priorities are. Were free booze at a work party, though? No, it was not free booze. Oh, really? Open bar? It was like, hey, we're going to pay for the murder mystery dinner that was redneck themed, but you have to bring (laughs) buy your own food and beer. (laughs) Mad awkward. Ah, Nice. Did you win? No. No. So you didn't figure out the killer? No, I didn't. Only one person got it because it was it was inside. Mad like, hey, this is who we want you to think it is, and we're gonna throw this other person out of left field that you didn't get any clues about the whole night. Uh, Of course, fakes. Yeah, yeah. The only person that knew that was the guy who came the night before, right? To get a leg up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sounds like Patriots riffs. (laughs) Oh my gosh, let's not go back three weeks. (laughs) Still not over that. Uh, so what happened big in the uh, world of sports? Uh, man, uh, All-Star Weekend was dope. Um, they tried like, some new things with Steph and LeBron. Team LeBron won. Um, ben, how do you, what do you think about that? I mean, the, the game itself was selections. probably the best, the best it's been in like 15 years that I can remember. Um, watching back that far, like it actually seemed somewhat competitive, Yeah, which is saying a lot. I mean, they only scored what 100 and something points, like 150. Yeah, it was around. And that's that. like they're scoring uh, even 150 games now. I mean, yeah, it was close. Well, the threes, defense, firing off. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun to watch. Definitely a lot more interesting than previous years. What do you think about the slam dunk contest? Slam dunk contest is probably the key of the weekend, man. Um, Larry Nance threw on his papa's jersey. Yeah, Larry Nance Senior. I heard that uh, people were saying Dennis Smith Jr. got robbed, which he had, you know, a couple of nice dunks. But I thought Donovan Mitchell was great too. Like he was, he was exciting. So yeah, a lot of repeat dunks, like throwback to the old school, but still smooth dunks. Not a lot of misses. Yeah, it was. They said, uh, yeah. Um, for me personally, I feel Larry Nance should have won. Of course uh, you do. Being that he's, he's not a, even a Laker anymore. So being that he has Laker on. ties, but um, I I don't know. I just feel like <coughs> the story behind that of him participating in dunk contest. You know, he already had pre-decided his four dunks he was going to use uh, while he was in college. So I thought that was pretty cool. You know, he didn't change his his plan at all. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and dead. apologize because I'm gonna probably be sneezing and coughing this whole time. These allergies got me all whacked out. We are slowly crawling our way into allergy season. Yeah, I don't know what's blooming right now, but I don't like it. My body don't like it. Yeah. It's these white flowers. Well, let's get down to the nitty gritty, the real <laughs> uh, hard uh, reporting of the uh, NBA All Star Game. Uh, who won the weekend on the shoe game? Man, we oh, man. we got three dubs. We got I'm three gonna, dubs. I'm gonna say Kobe. Kobe. With those bye. 
Yeah, those are camo ones that came out. Those are nice. And and then did anybody? It was a collab with Hundreds, right? Yeah. So the Hundreds, or uh, no, Undefeated. Undefeated. Undefeated did a collab with Kobe Mm -hmm. with Nike on the re-release of his first original shoe. But what they've done is they kind of remodeled it to update it and make it more uh, modern, like modern and and lighter and that kind of thing, more comfortable to be like a true pro shoe mm-hmm. so where guys will still wear it in the game and you know they came out with the regular camo colorway and that one like released to the public only s- limited supply but then like during the three-point contest um what's his name from Devin booker comes out and he's got the orange and black camo on Ooh. and then right before that on twitter they were they showed uh, Greek freak wearing some green and black camo, yeah. and man, they got busy with those. Those are nice. Yeah, I mean Jordan came out. Jordan had shoe after shoe after shoe this whole weekend. I think Adidas did pretty well too. Yeah. So like all around, they're just like the All Star shoes were great. I thought the Paul Georges were nice. Kyrie's, LeBron's, like everybody came out. Yeah. I'm digging Clay's custom shoe. Clay's. Did we ever Atis? figure out? Okay, it's Atis. Okay. <laughs> it's like some off-brand. I really don't like. <laughs> hey, I really don't off-brand. think they look bad. They like some of the shoe kind of looks like the Flyknit stuff. This is in the K um, on the tongue of the shoe. I think so. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty cool. They're not bad looking. It's like one of those things where if you, if it was a popular shoe brand, you would be like, oh yeah, that's a nice looking yeah. shoe. Yeah. Same thing. I feel like D Wade shoes aren't that bad looking. The right. way of Wade's. It's because we're but, all brainwashed. With the brands, yeah. What are we, we brainwashed? <laughs> we are. We're brainwashed with the uh, the major brands. It's yeah. more like like okay, well everybody's wearing this, so this is what I gotta wear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not necessarily like, oh, this is the best looking shoe. It's like, like, I'll be honest, I've bought ugly shoes before because I'm like, oh, these are popular. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, the for thing example, is, your other option is to drive some. Your other option is to. Uh, Buy some triple B's and the damn sole will fall off of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sole has never fell off. Big baller brand. <laughs> so uh, Nikes have fell off a Ginobili shoe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's because Ginobili wears soul. his shoes for three years before he changes them out. <laughs> Dude, I saw a kid. Okay, so it's funny. Um, I saw a kid the other night. I think it was like, was it Iowa State or somebody? College basketball player. He's got on the Kobe's like. I want to say they're the 11s or something. The, his toes are coming out of these things, like oh my rough looking. And what's funny is it's the same exact shoe that uh, Kavon wears, and Kavon's like the same exact way. It's like it, so I noticed coming Kavon out of shoes, them. Yeah. So but it's kind of like one of those things where like you, if you play good in them and you like them, just and they're comfortable. Keep wearing them, rocking them. Yeah. So we, uh, Raz and I were actually talking about that. So. Uh, <laughs> Mad props to Hamilton Heights Hawks, uh, NACA national champions. Uh, <laughs> they locked it down Friday night, and uh, the so 2018 the boys team and the girls team. Oh man! Both they they swept the national championship in Division One uh, NACA basketball. So the Big boys deal. are done. The girls still have hopefully um, Geico Nationals, which used to be Dick's Nationals. Yeah, so oh. they still have some uh, some hope of some games left. Um, but girls are man. number two in the country, ESPN. So really? I think, I mean, they've been like that all year. So right. yeah. just it's, got some dominant, got two McDonald's All-Americans. Shout outs, Elizabeth Balagoon, Jasmine, Massengill. Both of those girls can ball. So when, when we were watching the game Friday night, um, uh, Raz and I were in the stands, and we actually brought that up. Like, everybody's got, um, you know, a couple of the players, Sam and... Um, uh No, Jordan. Sam and Jordan. They got some nice, fresh-looking kicks on. A lot of the guys are wearing the team, team shoe. shoe. Yeah. You know, a fresh-looking team shoe. A couple of guys rocking some uh, lows, LeBrons. You know. And then Kavon is out here. Um, I'm like... Joe, you know you have at least one new pair of shoes oh, because yeah. 
The t- everybody got the team shoe. You know you have that in the pocket. You have at least one new pair yeah, of shoes, yeah. and this cat looks like he's wearing some old worn-out socks. <laughs> I mean, this thing's but, busted, hey, bro. If yeah, you can, if the you mesh can ball is coming him. out on the side, and that's just one of those things. Like, man, he, well, he's playing good. Obviously, it's a conscious decision to keep rocking these shoes. Hey, so I'm not mad at him, but I did notice. Like, when you can still get up, <laughs> yeah, you can still get up and right. throw it down the way that he does, right. Hey, and in, shoot in three. high school, yes. Do you, big man? Do you? I want to say those are like the the Mamba mentalities or something. I don't think they're his actual signature shoe. Oh, okay. Um, Ben, what do you what do you have to say about the Hawks while we're on them? Man, shout man, you just, guys out. Just super proud, like the way those guys came together. You know, as a team, we we lost to Innsworth in the in the Dr Pepper Ten Classic. And we kind of had like a, not, I wouldn't call it a players only meeting. It was like a, Hey, let's all get together and talk. Let's talk about, let's figure out what's, what's going on. Why, why can't we get this right? You know, cause we would, we would win two or three games and we'd lose. And we had a couple, we had a back to back loss, which has only happened like once since I've been there and, uh, just really responded, came together, started playing for each other instead of playing selfishly and, went on an eight game win streak to end the season, man, and I couldn't be more happy for those guys and um uh, it's just like a joy that you can't really explain whenever you see somebody else succeed. Um, you know, and, and being a coach like you you're part of it definitely, but at the same time you're not on the court, so it's kinda hard. You don't really control things. But you you only, you can only do so much as a coach, I guess. But to see those guys succeed and to win the championship, I mean, I was I was overjoyed. Yeah, they're awesome. all good kids. They deserve it too. Congrats to those guys. Yeah. you guys. Um, one more thing, back to the NBA uh, before we move on. Um, you know, now that the All Star game is over with, um, there's there was some talk about um, like in the WNBA. I think I think there, there's historically the WNBA has been a place where they've like tried some things before bringing them to the NBA. Um, and one of the newest things is with playoff seating, um, where they're they're talking about di- different ways of, um, you know, just letting the top 16 teams in regardless of conference. Or um, another thing would be, uh, like, reseeding after each round, um, you know, where the bracket, the bracket would actually change. The, the, it would, you know, the seeds would be adjusted. Uh, after each round, uh, what do you guys think about some stuff like that? Like some pretty uh, would make a big, big impact. It'd be some pretty big changes to the playoffs of the NBA. What do you guys think? What are your personal opinions on those? Uh, me personally, I think it would be interesting as a fan um, because I think it's another element of basketball and um, just tension that we can kind of get behind. Of I understand some people. Some, I guess, older players would disagree because it kind of goes against their way of knowing how basketball was taught to them and approached and everything like that. But um, the purists, yeah, the purists. The you hear about that? You hear man. about that in baseball a lot. Yeah, we have some of these it's guys. Huge in baseball. Like, you know, the M- the MLB purists. When you even talk about a pitch clock. Or stuff like this, where like to speed up the game or changes to the game, you know, flipping bats or anything like that. You know, the purist says, you know, you flip a bat, you're going to catch one the next time. You're going to get hit. Like you don't do that. You don't show up. The your uh, opponent, you know, any talk about any electronic, you know, pitch clocks or anything like that. That purists will just lose their minds. Yeah. yeah. So you're saying in the NBA, it's kind of they have those guys too. That's like. Listen, definitely. No, this is how it is. This is how, how it's been. It they want they want to be measured. But they, they changed they, the finals format. Man, the thing is, yeah, I well, feel the, like yeah, they, going to two, two, one. Uh, what was it? It used to be best of five in the first round. They changed it. I think it's best of seven all around now. Right. No, I'm talking about the finals. What do you mean? The oh. finals were like two, three, two, and they changed it to oh, yeah. two, two, one, one, one. Yeah, I think, that's right. throughout the playoffs now. I think that's applied throughout the playoffs. They, they, they change, I, I, so I mean, was that a huge deal? You know that. I don't think it was deal. like, because I, I don't re- honestly remember when it changed. So it's like, to me, maybe when it first happened, we might have. 
it's one of those things like where to me sports are always evolving the the game is always evolving so you have to evolve with it you know and as a league i think that uh some of these one eight matchups have become kind of stale and i think it would be good just to refresh and and start something new and and see what happens you know um a lot of people were like out there throwing out ideas bill simmons always got some kind of crazy idea and jeff and gundy but uh like they were saying have a little tournament that's like have your one through 14 seeds locked in but then have a tournament for the last the teams that that are out of it basically and kind of like a wild card yeah mm-hmm. whoever exactly and whoever wins like this one uh one lot one what am i trying to say one loss elimination that's really, like a single elimination single single elimination tournament yeah and then the winners like they make the, the playoffs but then they also get like the first pick in the second round or something like that you know yeah some kind of compensation for them actually trying yeah that would be good you know because some other talk has been about you know tanking or not tanking but um, yeah right you know, just like kind of giving up tanking tanking sure. yeah um at yeah, this, I mean, at this and point the tanking's the season, out of control to me because you have like which is crazy. To seven me teams right now with like eighteen wins. They're not trying at all. Right. I could see like in some sports, which I don't. Uh, first of all, I don't agree with it whatsoever because you're a professional athlete. Like this is your livelihood. You should theoretically you should be out there every night, every game, going your hardest. But in like the NFL, I could almost see it because like, hey, if we finish last. We get the first pick yeah. in the NBA. You're not guaranteed that first pick. Right. You may still you still may pick fifth or sixth. And if there's only three or four like huge big time, like you could tank and completely throw away your season and still not get the pick that you want. Mm-hmm. You know, and they it's, reformed it, the they reformed the lottery the lottery p- process and everything, but it's still kind of messed up because. It still rewards like the bottom three teams, even though they get the the same percentage of a top pick. If you're in the bottom three, basically, you're gonna get one of the top three picks, or you have the best chance to. And it's like, to me, it's kind of it's more sad for the fans because the fans have to go through these. Think about what the Philadelphia fans had to go through for like five or six years. They didn't win over like twenty five games. And it's crazy. And the Lakers have been the same way. The Magic have been the same way. And the, the whoa, sad whoa, whoa, thing... Whoa, don't let... Don't... Don't let the name come out of your mouth. You're gonna, you're gonna start a fight. Okay, but what I was about to say was the sad thing about the Magic is that they're actually trying to win. And they're still that bad. So, it's just... It's rough. I mean, I've been a Magic fan pretty much my whole life. And, you know, it's hard to watch them... Because they're so bad, and they continue to be bad, and there's a lot of franchises that have had to go through that. The the Kings, you know. There's a lot of teams that haven't made the playoffs in in years. Mm-hmm. But that's due to you know it could be bad management and things like that True. too. So there's a lot of elements that take place. But going back to the you know um, innovation, just want to close out on that. I think that kind of just applies to life. Once there's rules set in for a long periods of times, people get accustomed to that and find ways to um, manipulate those. You know what I'm saying? Like, what? Well, that's why don't it's like all, change. Either. People don't like change. At all. Yeah. Like, uh, are you kidding me? You mean you're gonna put something, some cameras in my car right. to where it will stop itself? I know when to press the brakes. <laughs> I know when to press the brakes. I don't need no computer robot. <laughs> telling me how fast I can go on the interstate robot. and slamming on the brakes. I don't need no computer robot security, securifying me, <laughs> <laughs> watching every move that I make. I'm secure within myself. You oh seen my that gosh. robot? It's coming. Hey, for real though, twenty forty nine out there. I'm not gonna lie. I would, I would love Robots to just. Attacking people. I would love to just take like, just buy like twenty, twenty five Alexas. And just go and drop it off at some like these middle Tennessee rednecks house, and you're like, "Hey man, here you go. Like, try one of these out." Dude, they would lose their mind to have some robot speaker in their house listening to every word. Like, oh my gosh, 
I mean, I'm just like, I don't have an Alexa and I don't really want one, but there's every device in my house is probably listening to my conversations. Oh, absolutely. Every time that I turn my phone on, I got to accept terms to something. Yeah, Al- you got- allow this to use your camera. Okay. Allow this to access your never contacts. Take, Allow this never to take a access of your app. Naked, ever. Your Fire TV is listening to you through the remote. <laughs> your your phone is listening to you. Your TV is, you know, programming and knows everything you're doing. Right. Yeah, I mean, your, it's just the way of the world, <clears throat> man. Your internet eagle eye. That's it. Big Brother's watching. There so. some, you know what? It was the slick one of the movies that kind of was innovative earlier on. I just rewatched it. Enemy of the State. Yeah. Oh yeah. With Will Smith and Gene Hackman. Mm-hmm. It was it was about that. It was about privacy laws and stuff. Interesting, very interesting movie. Go back and watch it if you haven't seen it. All right. Um. So let's see. <laughs> Whale. Whale. <laughs> That's Vince. Now we talk about... This is how... This you want is, me to start? Yeah. You didn't no, tell this me is, that I was introing it. This is how we do, like, <laughs> like start talking about, like, a movie that I haven't seen, or swear, like, yeah, I don't have any comment on that, so... Uh, it was just, like, an ending point. Well, I, And then I think we we were, like, nobody was ready to start yeah. the next thing. Because right. <laughs> Rashid said, point blank, he said... He's like, oh, I get some intros prepared. Right. So I thought he was gonna get a good segue. I, I like segueing though from one thing to another. I'm yeah, like, the segue from the enemy my... of the state. I mean, it was hard. Because got me thinking about. I got it. I got it. I got me thinking about enemy. Go enemy back to that. You go back to that point where I said this thing about enemy of the state. No, all like I'm not taking it. <laughs> no, no, stuff. you're taking that out. We're starting right there. <laughs> enemy, the, the enemy of the state. I got me thinking it. about enemy of the state. Enemy of the state are the are the NCAA players exactly. and coaches that are taking money. Right. That's, yeah. What do you guys think about that? <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna start right there. Speaking of enemies of the state, so much stuff going on in college basketball right now. So much money being transferred. Sean Miller is uh, literally sweating through his shirts. I mean, it's crazy, man. Have you seen those memes, by the way? No, which Sean ones? Miller, it's like FBI is calling on the phone. Because <laughs> this guy sweats like crazy. And just so much stuff going on, man. So, I mean, FBI, so, so uh, Yahoo, sport those Yahoos, according to uh, Coach K, have released the list of players that basically got paid by this company called ASM Sports, which may or may not be uh, ripped off from the show Ballers. If <laughs> you guys watch Sports. Ballers, that's definitely... Because well, the first time Ben texted us, ASM, we were talking about ASM, I was like, wait, is that Ballers from Ballers? Ballers that big? <laughs> Sheesh, it's a real company. Uh, it is a real company. It's like <laughs> Andy Miller, I'm sure the S is probably his middle initial. He's an NBA agent. Uh, was an NBA agent, and yeah. some of his associates like showed a list of basically, I want to say fifty to a hundred players that received some sort of compensation. There were wiretaps, wiretaps, and all kinds of stuff included yeah. in this. The the Apparently, big question is, like, what does this mean for the NCAA? Not just basketball, but football. Every like, because you know. It's not just basketball. It's not like, just basketball. Right now, it's focused on basketball. It's going to come out. Football, you know, other sports. Yeah, you know, this is going to be aren't a as, aren't, aren't as large, um, You know, are, are going to come out that this, this stuff has happened there, too. I mean, there, there's really no avoiding it. What does this mean for the NCAA? What do you guys think about, like, what are your personal thoughts about uh, paying players I mean, I think it's one of those things where everyone knows. Everyone knows yeah. thi- this This has been taking place for years. I mean, even since back when I was in middle... I mean... I mean oh, well, way before that. Way before Reggie that. Bush's, like, Reggie Bush's mama got a call. The Lou Alcindor didn't get paid by UCLA. I mean, it's it's always been talked about. You know, barbershop, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. But nothing has just came up in the news for it. So basically what my opinion is is that the NCAA has come in, they're the Wild West Sheriff, and they're out there saying, we're going to clean up this town, 
and uh, you know, just out here trying to throw out allegations of all these players, which they have a document that basically proves nothing except that they, somebody can, like, I could go type up a piece of paper, put a bunch of people's names on it, and say, oh, well, we know this player got paid, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, but the legal ramifications of just throwing that out of there without doing your due diligence in reporting, like, Yahoo... I mean, the reporters... Well, and Yahoo got it from like, the FBI, though. But that's what I'm saying. Like, you know... the But there, this isn't there's something not that's really, just like, hey, somebody point, found a paper on the floor and like, hey, let's put this on sure. the internet. Like, this is... To this point, though, there's not any true evidence that these players actually took that money. Well, and some of the stuff with the wiretaps, you know... The, the, 4,000 calls the, the one intercepted wired, the or one, something like that. You know, the one thing... Um, I forget where the coach is from, but you know he's talking. About, he's talking Arizona. about. He's talking about. You know, pay getting money to a player, getting money to whatever. But he's not actually, you know, participating in like, like they don't have any evidence of him like handing over the money. Like he's talking about, hey, we got to get. Well, but that's never how you know, it works, though. I mean, the coaches are not the ones. Paying the players, it's an right. organization, it's an agency, or it's a it's a shoe company, in a lot of cases, that are paying these kids. They're basically saying, and th- this is all hearsay. Like I'm not saying I'm not reporting facts here, but for example, like Adidas has been under a lot of these allegations since the beginning, which came out like you know several months ago. These guys are saying, hey, we'll give you X amount of money right now. We'll drop this bag of honey K and you sign with us once you turn pro. So my question is what, what's your opinion on that? Do you think that, you know, let's just go ahead and just let these players, you know, cause it's not going to be every player, you know, cause every, it's the same way in the, in the NBA or the NFL. Not every player has endorsements. Not every player, you know, so what is your opinion on it? You know, if, if you're going, if you're a star, if you're going to be a bit like, I think just let them go or, or, Hey, you know, let's protect the amateurism as we know it. And Hey, you like, you don't receive any gifts, any money, anything for, um, unless you're, you know, then you're considered pro. Yeah. I think, um, I guess one scenario or answer to all this, I don't know the technical, um, uh, red tape for all this, but I was thinking that if you're a, if you're going to be a top flight player coming into college sports or whatever like that, and and you have the option to uh, forego that or um, get an agency and go to pro, you know, uh, don't give these players that are being awarded, you know, this back end money from Adidas or Nike or you know, a car company or whatever like that. And then on top of that, get, um, you know, all their school pay for, like a um, scholarship. scholarship. So your opinion is it should be one or the other? It should be one. Of, they have the choice to do one or the other. Because then that scholarship money can, can go to the kids that are not um, high the, profile. The thing is, like, I don't, I don't think I've in. heard anybody say that the schools – or the athletic athletic department should pay these kids. Mm-hmm. The argument for paying these kids is all, you know, from an endorsement standpoint, from a sponsorship standpoint. But you can't maybe stop through that, the though. boosters. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. You know. That that's what I'm like. The school, you're saying the school should be able to not pay them their scholarship if they know that they're getting paid. Otherwise, right? That's what you're saying. Yeah, basic, but they still, basically, but they still but have I, eligibility but, to play. Right. Um, I don't know. Maybe I need to come up with a more creative way because the school can't dictate if they're going to um, get an agency or um, go with the scholarship I don't think, route. I don't think but having an agent. To, I think because I think there's, it, I think like baseball players and stuff because they can be drafted right out of high school. They right. can be. You know, I, I think having an agent. I don't think. Is a big issue. I think yes. receiving the receiving no, money you can't compensation sign with an agent until, like for example, somebody that's going into the NBA draft, you can't sign with an agent, or you're going in the draft. If you don't sign with an agent, 
and you enter the draft, you don't get drafted, you can actually go back to school. But if you do sign with an agent, you're required to leave college, basically. Hmm. So, so what's your opinion? What do you think? What do you think should happen? My thing is, man, that NCAA and these college programs are making literally billions of dollars off of these kids. Which, I mean, and it's not just the kids; it's the coaches and things like that. But um, the kids are the ones out there. They they work so hard at at these sports, just like a job, you know. And the thing is, like. College sports are like a $9 billion industry, and those kids are not seeing any of that money, you know, and a lot of them, their families are struggling, you know, they're, um, you know, and to me, yeah, some of it's about being patient, because if they're really, truly professionals, they're going to make it at some point, they're going to get paid, but who's to say they're playing in college, they're grinding it out, they have a gruesome leg injury like Kevin Weir. And they never get anything out of it. And you never get to play pro, you know, and then you're kinda you're kinda screwed because that was your whole game plan, you know. Yeah. And that's what the education part of it, you know, is important to me as well. But um I definitely think there needs to be some type of compensation. Am I smart enough to come up with a plan for that? No way. But yeah. uh, a lot of people have used the the Olympics as like an example that the Olympics the way they pay the uh, athletes yeah. would be a good way to to handle it. Yeah, you can have endorsements, scholarships. The thing is, it's going to happen, and yeah. it's going to continue to happen. Yeah, until they can't regulate but the, it. But then, you know, because then the biggest argument is is that, you know, it would have to come from outside sources because it can't come from the schools. Because even in large, in large colleges, a, like a lot of especially college small colleges and a lot of large colleges their athletic departments and stuff like that are not making money the athletic department is not where the money comes right, from right. the money comes from boosters mm-hmm. and donations yeah. you know like the you know university of middle tennessee or, or what middle tennessee state i mean they're not making money from the athletic department mm-hmm. when they build a new arena or something like that a yeah. lot of that comes from donations, donations and boosters. That's not coming sure, from no, money no, no, that no. the athletic department has right. made. So the same thing goes. So to play, we're basically to play talking about big scale schools that are the ones making the money. Well, really. that, that's where the argument. Yeah, right. Well, that's where the argument has to come. Well, you know, if it gets to that, then those the 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 few if the money is going to come from the athletic departments to pay players, if we set some type of wage, whether it's a minimum wage or something like that, and the and the money has to come from the school, well, if the school, if some schools don't have that money and some do, then it gets to the same thing like, well, it's, you know, the Yankees versus the, you know, Kansas City Royals. Well, hey, well, we can, we can afford it and we can, we're going to get all the, we're going to get all this the majors like because sharing. we can, because we can pay them more. Okay. So. Profit sharing or something like that. That's why the most logical thing to me, in my opinion, the most logical thing comes from, to, it's. It's very much so like the Olympic argument. You know, if you are good enough to where somebody wants to sponsor you, it's not coming from the school. It's not yeah. any of that. And it doesn't affect your decision on which school you go to. Because if Nike if Nike wants to endorse you, they're going to endorse you whether you're at Tennessee. They're going to endorse you whether you're at USC. You know, they're going to they're gonna endorse you. They're, they not, will, they're endorsing they're, you, not the school. They're more likely to endorse a kid who... Is going to a Nike school yeah. though. That's going to be tele- televised. Or they're more likely to try to to get someone to go to a Nike school that they want to sign. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, that's where. That's there's where. There's a lot the... of the back end stuff that's not seen, where there's like a handshake agreements. Elbow hey, we're to the side you know, type of stuff. Hey, yeah. Under Armour is uh is is Maryland is an Under Armour school, right? Right. And but, Maryland, but the play may or the, may not be sending boatloads of gear to a kid to uh to try to get them to come to their school you know what i'm saying like yeah but the, that's the thing you know you, you can send me all the under armor stuff you want but i'm signed with nike so i'm you know that that's something that would have to be worked out you know yeah. it's the same thing like with you know with it with the olympic athletes when they're on the course they all like the skiers when they're when they're skiing they all wear the same uniform they're still a uniform they're still a they're still you know ralph lauren Ralph Lauren 
Everybody's got to wear that Ralph Lauren hoodie in the opening ceremonies. I don't care if you're signed with Nautica or whoever. You're wearing that Ralph Lauren hoodie in the. By the way, the you know Nike did like, the uh, the metal stand stuff this year. Like, oh yeah. Oh my gosh, dope, dope. The jackets so, are so nice. Yeah. So that, I mean, that's what I see. Like, if you're good enough to where a, an outside source wants to give you stuff, like yeah. that doesn't affect that doesn't affect your. In my, in my mind, that doesn't affect your ability. That doesn't affect your amateur status. It doesn't affect anything where it's like um, favoritism where, well, this school give this player more money and this one less. You know, the schools are out of it. Yeah. And I think well, it makes it more fair. Well, the thing is, right now, the system is broken, you yeah. know, and... Let the players have there's not a true There's not a true way to for them to police it. Because if they were to truly come out and say, "Hey, uh, we're gonna, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna disqualify all the schools that are cheating," but you so wouldn't have any. Schools. Then you have no schools left, right? Because you see, all the schools have been implicated. I mean, you're talking about, um, and I'm, I'm, some of these are very small scale. Like I'm gonna use Michigan State as an example. Michigan State was implicated. Miles Bridges' mom took like four hundred dollars. That is nothing. You know well, there was like, one case where it was a dinner. There several cases. The North Carolina player yeah. got yeah. like a $70 meal paid for when he met an agent or whatever it was. You know, yeah. Somebody said it was a pizza party or something they threw for him. Yeah. Let, Crazy. That's my that's that's I, how I personally feel about that. The, let the players, have, saying, let like, the players have agents. The schools that got implicated are Duke, North Carolina, Kansas, Kentucky, Michigan State, Arizona, USC. I mean, the list goes on, but Florida it's like Interna- the top schools. Florida International uh, National Champions, because they're the only ones left. <laughs> People have been t- joking about Rhode Island. Northwest Florida. Mercer. Right. But, that I mean, you know, you made an argument earlier about the kids, you know, coming from nothing, coming from, you know, poverty and just wanting to get, you know, that's why I say let them, let them sign with an agent. You know, baseball players and hockey players in college can sign with agents. Yeah. And I think it's as of right now, you know, why not just extend it to all sports? You know, the yeah. thing is, man, I've player, seen first some give kids them... that, that have such a dream to go play in the NBA and some of them will never make it. But a lot of them, man, they come from rough backgrounds. Yeah. And like, so they need that guidance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They need that guy. That's why I'm saying let them sign with the agent because the agent, you know, sure, they're in, just in any as in anything else. There's some agents that are going to be out for themselves, but for the most part. If they look the out, if, if they look out for that for that superstar kid, That's that, gonna that kid's going to stick with them, and it's going to benefit them in the long run. Yeah. So work out the, negotiation. So to for where the most like part, contract, yeah. letting them sign with an agent early on is going to help. That that guy's going to guide them along, mm-hmm. and really say, "Hey, look, you know, I know you've come from nothing. We're gonna we're gonna take care of you. We're gonna yeah. get you, you know, because the schools can't really." They don't have the ability to give guidance oh, like that. Just got a hot take. I so, got a conspiracy theory. And what? to me, ASM doesn't actually stand for Andy Miller. It's Adidas Sports Management, <laughs> and Adidas is Adidas running the game. Adidas is running the whole thing. Alias. Hey, you know what though? Dennis Smith Jr. just played them hard though, because he got like seventy three thousand. Didn't even sign with the agent. Didn't sign with Adidas. He said, "Deuces, I'm going to Under Armour." After getting that loan, which I'm sure he's got to pay the loan back or whatever, but in advance. And I heard, I don't know if this is true or not, but I, yeah, I mean, it's probably not true, but I heard that he actually used the money to pay for his knee surgery, which is like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's kind of like he's not really being like. Does knee surgery happen while he was playing? Yeah, he yeah. he was when when he had to his last year of high school when he was going into college, he tore his ACL. They're, and had to have surgery. You're covered by the school. The school paid for that. No, it was, he did it when he was in high school. The school pays for that. No, I don't know about that. Like, yeah. But nah. anyway, so... Absolutely. So, I don't uh, think so, bro. I heard that he might have used the money for the surgery, which is really kind of like, well, good for him, you know, in a way. Like, yeah. I mean, it'd like, be, it would be, that'd be... That would be good for him. But the thing is, man, these kids grind. I mean, they, they work hard. I see the kids in high school... That are always like always practicing. They practice five, six days a week. You know, they're they're going at it. They're they're trying to get better. There's a lot of pressure on them as it is. And then you know, they go to college even more pressure. 
and the, they got all this stress on them. Like, I think they deserve some type of compensation. You know? Yeah, absolutely. It needs to be regulated and made sense. Like, you you don't want to make the kid rich at 17 years old, but you want to help um, if they're in a dangerous situation where they might be in a you know continue this problem to happen. Yeah, I think I think the only thing really you may run into with that, like if they if they try to take advantage of these kids that don't have act that don't have adequate representation mm-hmm. and you know they start like okay hey man you're going to be a big time we're going to advance you 100 grand so you can go ahead and you know you'll be all set up and then when you get to the league you know sign we're going to you're going to pay us back but what if something happens and that kid you know gets in trouble or something like that and never makes it to the league now all of a sudden you've put this kid in worse debt than than a kid who's off the street that didn't have a scholarship that's got $60,000 in student loan debt. Mm-hmm. So now Let it's me like, tell you something. Welcome to the rest of us well, that's who, didn't, who had to pay for college. Well, that's what I'm saying. You know, th- these kids have... they, they do, that's, that's what a big argument is and always has been. You do have a leg up on other kids because, you know, yes, some kids have full ride scholarship and still take out... You can still take out student loans. So some still have student loan debt. But for the most part... You know, you're getting a full ride. You get room and board, all this kind of stuff. You you're getting a you are getting compensated. Well, and the, you're also in some the, way. the athletes are traveling a lot. I'm sure they're not paying for all their meals when they no. go to eat no, and you things get, like you're, that. You're, Staying yeah. in hotels. There's a lot of expenses that get paid for for them. Here's the problem that I have. And you you just brought it up a little bit. Is you get a full ride scholarship academically? You can still have a job. You can have a job. You can have a job and play a and play college sports. I you can you can have a job. Yeah, I mean, no. I mean, I'm I know people that played Division One baseball specifically that still had jobs. You know, you can still work a part time job as long as the money isn't coming from your athletic performance or the the money isn't coming. You know, to somebody like hey. You know, come work for me and sit in my office, and you know, and I'll pay you twenty dollars an hour. You know, if that if it's not fair compensation for the work, there's a lot of stuff you get into kind of some gray area there. But you can you can have it. You can be a college athlete. Most of them don't during the season because you just don't have time. Right. Yeah. So the majority of the time it doesn't happen. But yeah, they're I mean, busy. Yeah, you, you can. Um, so, what's next? Man, the only thing another left, awkward transition. <laughs> the only thing left to talk about, which is a big, the big, the big movie of the year already, breaking records over here is Black Shattering. Panther. Shattering records. The That's Black Panther. The Black Panther. The Black Panther. A With, Marvel Studios production. So, uh, who's going to take the first hot take on Black Panther? Who uh, wants it? Who wants it? I mean. Well, why don't we let Black Panther himself go? <laughs> Self-proclaimed. Yeah, you already said you were next. T'Challa. <laughs> T'Challa over here. T'Challa the only African Jr. in the When did you fill in? During the fight scenes? Yeah. Yeah, I um, I prepared the... Um... Is it, Hey, it's only been out for two weeks, so no spoilers. No, yeah, no spoilers. spoilers. But seriously, though... Um, are, were you the, uh, the, no, the stunt double can... for T'Challa? Or... Yeah, I was... Um... I was one of the kids playing in the uh, playground, playing basketball. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> the nine-year-olds. The nine-year-olds. Well, it was a flashback. Okay. Exactly. I gave him one of my old, you know. Old... You gave him one of your old mixtapes. <laughs> it's actually mixtapes. like a pre-recorded tape of you my little... when you were nine years and old. And one mixtapes. Okay, I got you. So what do you think, Ras? What's, what's your thoughts of the movie? Yeah, uh, man. Full, full, uh, comprehensive, 20-second review. And go. Wow. Um... Actually, I don't think we have enough time to do a full one. But um, honestly, dude, it was it was it was uh, breathtaking in a sense. Is there's so many aspects that they jammed in this one film. Um, so many messages, um, a lot of quotables. I can't remember last time when I can quote a, a potent quotables, qu- quotable lines. Correct. Yeah, that's a real word. Yeah, it's quotable. No, no, no. 
quotable. I was making. Have you ever seen Jeopardy? Celebrity Jeopardy on SNL when he says, "Potent potables." <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. There was a lot of bars in the, in this uh, in this movie, man. It was great to me too. great soundtrack. Tony previewed it a little bit for us on the last pot. What's your um, highlight? What's your highlight of the movie? You're, you're... For me, um, I just feel like it just spoke to me on so many different levels. Being that you know, uh, you know, my dad passed away recently, and it's just and he kind of battling that emotion um, when he's I guess the little afterlife scene when he's talking to his dad and saying that he's not ready and how can he get ready and things like that. It's things that I thought about recently, like man. There's still a lot of stuff I want to learn and know and stuff like that. So just that spoke to me on a lot of different levels. And for But one thing Ben and I saw together in one of our conversations was, you know, um, some, it, it, some people could say had like a political uh, type of outlook and a lot of people do yeah a lot of people have said yeah it does you know, oh, it, I didn't in like my it. opinion it's very it does political. have a lot of politics but in a good way like not yeah for, but for me it was really for me it was just a movie about not being an isolist just not being isolated and feeling entitled to what's been um awarded to you or not awarded but just um, passed down to you. Yeah, like an inheritance. Like an, or... Right. And um, and so the, that's probably, I feel like that was the, the main point of the movie, one to send that message. And um, I think we need these types of movies in modern day to kind of remind us of where we are today, like this, the status of the world in a lot of different aspects. Um, and then on the other end, what about your kind of you know, meh part of the movie. Was there anything that was like, eh? Uh, um, being that, I, we talked about this on the group text, being that it was a Marvel movie, I feel like the CGI should have been better on of certain scenes, like the the uh, the cliff scenes when they were, when uh, T'Challa was fighting one of the, like, um, what the guy from the other tribe, the big guy. That yeah, that was hilarious. Um, by the way, that's one of the main. That's one of the main things that, that I noticed. That stuck that, out to me because yeah, is like I, the crowd, the, the crowd. crowd. Yeah. And I was like, wait a minute, this looks like two K. It does. Uh, it looked like two K people. O two or something like that. Though, and then I, I looked, didn't even notice that. I was just watching the two main guys. That, so. Well, that stood out because I it saw did. like little figures doing the same movement, and it wasn't. Yeah, um, it, it was did. It looked like a video, game, video game, like replicated of, right. people. And I was like, uh, yeah. No, that's going to bother me when I yeah. rewatch it. Yeah, I told my fiance, I was like, watch when we watched it again, watch that. And she didn't pick it up either. But yeah. it was funny that you picked it up. Yep. And I picked it up. I was like, yeah, that bothered me immediately. Yeah, I was like, ah. it, it, was, it just stuck out. And I was shocked stuck because out. it. It's a it Marvel movie. It, it stuck out to me because yeah. you know a lot of things were happening in that scene, the fight and everything like yeah. that, and they paid, it was like maybe two or three seconds. Which is crazy because I guess I'll go next. Yeah. Um, to me, I really, really like the movie, and that was I'll go I'll go negative first, and that is that would have been that was my negative is yeah. some of the some of the graphics were like this is this is crazy. It's such a high budget like. Full on Marvel produ- production, like Marvel's eighteenth movie, absolutely missed it right there. And mm-hmm. even some of the things, like when he puts his suit on, and like the suit like comes on around him, like that, like some the the graphics in that amazing. That, that was spot you know, on. Yeah, a lot of like a lot of the like fight scenes, like the main, I think one of the the biggest fight scenes towards you know the end of the movie. Oh, spoiler, spoiler alert. No, um, everybody. Wait, in the there's world a fight has, scene in this movie. Everybody yeah. in the world has seen the movie. There's a, Look you know, the there's numbers. a fight scene. There's a fight scene towards the end of the movie. Well, and like at least seventy million on, people have seen it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like, up on up on ground level, there's just huge like mob of people. The graphics are done great there. Mm-hmm. Freaking Rhino comes in like into the scene. Anyways, but then down below Earth, down in the mine. You have stupid CGI with the train and the maglev, the maglev train and stuff like that, and with the suits coming on and off. Like, there's tons of 
wonderful, like amazing CGI and graphics. But then <laughs> there are little things like that, that that cliff scene. And there was, I wish I'm completely drawn blank. There was one other time where I was like, was it you've the car got, scene? Was you've it? got no, to the be car scene me. was was on point to me. Yeah, yeah, there was one other scene that I that I intentionally when I watched the movie, I'm like. It just it stuck out like a sore thumb. For me, it was that cliff scene because it, it this cliff scene was hugely yeah. just a miss. And that's only because overall the movie looked it just, was just you know all right amazing. Now, now if now, for the movie, positive, if for the movie, one of the best movies here's of the, the year. No, no, no. no here's no. the thing. Because there's the not thing. many things so you can you're say telling, wrong about. So it. here's what I'm saying: is that cliffs that cliff scene, which is the main like that was three minutes of a two-hour movie. Yeah. And that's... And not even the fight scene itself, but just some of the little graphic things. That's yeah. the only bad thing I can say about <laughs> this movie. All right. Uh, I will disagree, uh, depending on how you want to say a political message. I don't think there was... I don't think there was really any political message at all in the movie. I think there were some social messages mixed in, but I think that you know they were, they were all po- positive i think there were there were huge um messages about um you know family and you know cultural messages and taking care of one another and um you know it's 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 crazy um to Let think Let me ask you this though that, do, you, do you not think that the Wakanda represented the United States in a way. And no, that, that I don't. I don't. We I think, should share our resources with the world, like they were they were talking about. In the I movie. think no, I don't. I think that I don't. I don't. I don't see that whatsoever. I see that. I see that as the exact same way that I think Rashid see it, is that you know is that you have to that Wakanda is one person or one family, and the rest of the world is everyone else. You know that that we should all take the great things that we have, the innovation that we have, the the love that we have, and spread it around the world. Right. That we that we should we you know we shouldn't be okay with keeping you know holding our cards close to the chest. That we should everybody not and I don't I didn't see it as you know the United States or this. I see it as like this is like a personal message of this family and this community, like sharing and helping out everybody else you know and, and it's you know they because they had something that was one of a kind it was one a of a kind and we, and we all and we all have that right we all have something that's one of a kind that we can share with one that with others yeah but i mean it's so i i saw it as a super positive movie and i mean I, I loved it well i'll tell you why i think it was political right after this message just kidding that was a teaser but uh that was like a Mike Greenberg teaser right there right after the break I'll tell you why I think it was political no I mean I think there were some moments in there for me some stuff they said like there's a little cutscene at the end um I'm not gonna spoil it but they do say something to the to the like of liking of we should build bridges instead of barriers which I think was a direct thing to President Trump about the wall, which I totally agree with, by the way. I mean, I think in politics, there's a lot of separation. And I think the movie overall, like the, the overlying theme in the movie was about bringing people together, you know, which I loved. And, you know, not only that, the, the great things about the movie is like, I, I've seen a lot of tweets and stuff about um, just like black kids saying, Hey, there's a superhero who looks like me. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, and that's kind of like I feel like this is a movie for all people. Well, and like you know, in one point in the movie, you know, T'Challa shows up at the oh, the poker game in Korea with with some goons on his back. Right. Yeah. And not no big burly black bodyguard men. Football player looking guys. These were women. Some women that would. <laughs> Tear your butt yeah, I mean, and there's a lot that, of I mean, lot of breakdowns in positive. this movie. Like, yeah, you got like strong women characters, you have strong black characters. I mean, like, I feel. I mean, the thing is, like, 
as as a white male, like we don't we don't need another white male superhero. You know, we got plenty of them. I think it was time for there to be some some changes in that regard. And I think it was like I loved it, man. I really loved the movie. It's probably it's definitely in my top three superhero movies. Just like right after watching it, instant reaction. I say the sister is my favorite character. The sister is awesome, man. The sister, but yeah. the the. Uh, the main, like, the general chick with the bald head, she's yeah. tough, bro. Yeah. 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 She, she was, was tough, no man. Business. And she was awesome. Back where you were saying, Ben, um, for a long time, dude, it hasn't been, like, a, a, a black superhero depicted in this type of way where it's just, it's not, this movie, of course, is gonna, it's gonna make a lot of money. It's Marvel. But it worked, and it, um... The director, what's his name? Ryan Coogler. He yeah. directed Creed. One of my favorite directors. You he know. directed Creed. He directed Fruitvale Station. Yes. That did. Him and Michael B. Jordan have done yeah. like three or four movies together. He's super yeah. good. And um, he really did a good job with um, finding out and like the cultural aspect with um, the different... You know, at the towards the end of the movie, um, there were scenes with women with uh, with blankets around them, and and so there's a country I forget. It's in South South Africa. It's um, it, it was just a lot of cadence to Nigerian say, like, culture. What did you think as far as like you've got family that's like legit Nigerian? Yeah. You know, um, what did you think about the accuracy of like some of the yeah, African man, stuff. the a lot of the different uh, patterns with the um, wardrobe was spot on. The dialect, um, with especially the um, the conversations with T'Challa and his little sister, uh, it's just little little mannerism that was just spot on. Like you can't fake that. Yeah, you know, it, it's just if you go to like a Niger- African household, you're gonna get every bit of that. There's there's a lot of civil us. Uh, sibling rivalry like that and that's in every household too yeah but it's just the the cadence to all that and um i I mean overall the movie and the one thing i loved about it was um it with ryan coogler the the director he made every character special or important to the story well that's what i'm saying that's what i was really yeah that's what i was really impressed with is that there was plenty of action in there's the movie. a depth of characters right that yeah. a lot of times in movies like this where you know like this is the first time we've seen this character had a purpose you know you have like 75 percent of the movie is like character development mm-hmm. and then like 25 percent action there was like a really good amount of action but also so much freaking character development like right. you feel like you know you sometimes you watch a movie like oh okay well you know, I, I feel like I know mm-hmm. Iron Man. Like, I'm connected to him. Like, okay, I know his story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, we know T'Challa's story. We know... Uh, Killmonger's story. What's some, yeah, Killmonger's story. We know the sister. We know about the general. We know about the dude up in the mountain. His, the gorilla man. The, yeah. the, we the, know old, about, the old king. Like, the, the, the king that like, died. Like, mm-hmm, everybody. Dead, like, yeah. there's so much character development... But it wasn't to a point where it's like, okay, this movie's going to be character development. The next one will be action. Right, it was yeah. plenty of action. Right. It was. You know what I likened awesome. it to, but but a, a better version of it to me is, uh, and a lot of people kind of were critical of the first Captain America movie, Captain America: The First Avenger. Like it had a lot of character development, kind of slow, but then picked up. I liked it a lot. But this movie did a better job of, like you said, having the action kind of bits and pieces throughout to where you, you stay involved. Yeah. Because Just overall, about- man, I, I mean, I think we all love the movie. I think there's not a lot of... I mean, obviously the ratings have been glowing. I think people are, If you haven't seen it, definitely go see it. Yeah. And another thing, like, one of the cultural aspects, uh, just with, you know... Um, there's not a lot of, there hasn't been many, um, like black casts, like superheroes that have worked, you know, in the past we've had like blade. That's the only person I can really think of. Will Smith, maybe, 
Oh, the the, the movie where yeah, he's, he's like Snipes. the superhero. No, Will Smith is a superhero Hitchcock. that can fly with Hitchcock. Yeah, yeah, yeah didn't Han- work. Hancock. Hancock. Yeah, yeah, yeah didn't, didn't work. Didn't work. No, but this was like a true cadence to. It wasn't Hitchcock. that like. What am I talking about? Yeah, it was just a true cadence to. Um, you know, sometimes they'll have like black characters act a certain way in certain movies, but this was just like, man, this worked all the way through. Every, like. It made it seem like the even the little sister could be Black Panther too because of how like she was involved with you know like the the brains of the of the tech and stuff like that. You guys are making me want to go see this again. Yeah, man, and um, it was it was it was definitely going to be the best movie of the year for me. Um, I just like the fact that it did so it's doing so well in the box office and it's going to give even more encouragement to make more movies like this and hey, uh, I'm, I'm just Cooper. excited about the bug's life too <laughs> but uh 20 years but later. for me man honestly it kind of felt like incredible how too. things transpired this throughout the movie it kind of felt like maybe like a like a bond-esque type of movie especially with the um in that in that rest or was it was it a bar or, Come on, where they had to play the cards? Yeah, yeah. That it kind of felt like, up like the same like, scene from, yeah, from, uh, from uh, Skyfall. Skyfall, yeah. And I was like, man, this kind of can feel like a, a Bond type of Bond type of 007. <laughs> they have a lot of different elements, and too. then it had the car chasing scene with the yeah. nice Alexis and everything like that. So that was that was cool. It worked, man. That man, terrific job by everybody that worked on that. That's a great way to catch up from two weeks, yeah. and. Uh, close out the the pod anybody got anything else man uh keep going to see that killmonger was probably my my favorite player and my favorite character really yes i was killmonger honest, honestly sure. like i think he did a good job but i wasn't like over like oh my gosh he killed it like i feel like he was more charismatic than t'challa the black panther as far as i feel like he nearly stole the show because really it, because uh, maybe this is a personal thing because yeah. kill my like this story man like him being being uh, his dad being from africa but being born in america and the the dichotomy behind that you know not feeling accepted sometimes and and being left behind and uh the challenges with that and like spoiler alert right here but <laughs> To him Please just don't. everybody's seen it in the world, man. But him just saying, like, you know, man, I had to I had to kill for this. I had to kill people from this own continent for this. Um, I'm going to kill you. I've lied to get here. Like that was that that scene was so powerful. You know what I'm saying? Like it just it was a lot of powerful scenes in that dude. Like my favorite character was like Koye, the the general girl. Yeah. Yeah. She was she badass. Was, she, was she was good. She was bad. All right, well, on that note, we'll uh, see you guys next week. March Madness coming up. Peace. 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 Top off, getting topped off in the city. Big top dog, and I dance on him like Diddy. Pop off, and I pop back like Biddy. Yeah. I hit the ceiling and forgot about the flow.